Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Meanwhile, uh, before we start a new hour here, guys, if uh, this get up thing doesn't work out for me, I'm thinking about joining the Ocho uh, because I'm very good at throwing axes. I'm very, very Bring good. Bring it to your son, Look at this. Oh, double fisting it. I, I, I mean, this is. Oh, look at that That's. Yeah. I'm you, you, you would kill all the rabbits if they were. I got one more. Still. One more. Right right there, right Anywhere you want it. I like it. <laughs> Anywhere you want it done. I, I, I had never done it before, and they handed me one and said, try this, and I did one, and I said, oh, I'm great at this. That was nice. And I am. Ooh, I you got backed so it up. Questions. You backed it up to like seven feet this time. Nice. Jeez. That's how far away they put me. <laughs> Gee, where are you? Is there some regulation length? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to wind up on the Ocho one of these days for sure. At any rate, we are here. Marcus just asked where I was. I was in Vermont. Oh, (laughs) you know where Marcus wasn't, and I wasn't, and anybody who looks like me and Marcus, that's not Vermont. You you were in Vermont buying art. I was was buying all that ugly art Marcus likes so much. No, no, no. it's even worse than that. I was in a food and wine country. Uh, Anyway, with that, we come to you live from the seaport brought to you by Grey Goose. Yes, I'm exactly who you think I am. Roll on. <laughs> the Eagles lost last night. Let's show it. Uh, the Commanders in Philadelphia. Uh, how about the suit? Oh, I love it. Azalea Pink. Give it to him, Fuchsia. And, and, and Jalen Hurts. How about this little jump pass? I love it. Tebow S. Reminiscent. Give him that pose afterwards. Eagles a 14-7 lead, but then the unforced errors would begin. How about this from A.J. Brown? Yeah, I love how good Jalen Hurts was, but some of his teammates were not living up to it. It's a perfect pass and the only place it could be and AJ's bobbling it puts it right in Forrest's hand and that's a turnover. Yeah that's Derek Forrest with the pick and now we're going the other way and here's Taylor Heineke and it's Curtis Samuel and the commanders are in business. Yeah I love it. Heineke played well off his back foot right there. They overloaded that cover four zone and he hit him. Accurate pass. And then what does Brian Robinson here do in honor of our friend Jeff Saturday? (laughs) (laughs) He will not be denied at the goal line. Watch him take a peek. See where he's at and force it over. He's dragging like grown men. That's impressive. Jeff Saturday tried to trade for him immediately after seeing that (laughs) Commanders up 17-14. Fourth quarter, Washington still ahead. They're up by nine. But here comes Devontae Smith, a little shake and bang. Yeah, this is outstanding by Jalen Hurts getting the ball out there in a zero blitz to Devontae Smith. You can't cover him in the open field. So the Eagles are down just two. Now here's a crazy play. Dallas Goddard is going to fumble. A lot of different things happen. Pay no attention to Jamin Davis running it back for a touchdown because he's ruled down. But... Very clearly, Goddard's face mask is yanked, Dominique. Yeah, you got to catch these type of penalties. This is something that would have changed the complexion of the game. It would have eliminated this turnover, given 15 yards, but they missed it. He's just yanking on it. It wasn't even like inadvertent. It, it, it does bring up the question, and we'll talk about it. Should things like that be reviewable one way or another? Eagles get another chance. Quez Watkins, here's another unforced error. Yeah, Jalen Hurts eating up that cover four again with a scissors route. Watkins tried to get a few extra yards and then tuck it away. Turnover, you know who got it again? 22 for And then even with all of this, 
The Eagles still have a chance late. Third and seven. If they get a stop here, they're going to get the ball back in a one-score game. But watch. Taylor Heineke gives himself up. Brandon Graham, I think trying to slide to avoid hitting him, winds up touching Heineke. They call it a 15-yard <laughs> penalty, and that's the game. Dominique, I mean, look at this. It's disgusting. Despicable it, it, call. It's, uh, it's he's sliding in. It's a barely touch. A way to end it. A uh, call like that to end the game is... I don't know. It was very anticlimactic. We'll talk about it in a minute. Meanwhile, Jalen Hurts had to talk afterwards about the end of the pursuit of perfection. Overall lack of, of detail and execution. And today it got us. You know, I think there have been games in the past where um, you'd hear us say maybe leaving money on the table, um, opportunities that we didn't take advantage, advantage of. And I look at this game and I say, this is a... We were repeat offenders of that, and today it got us, you know, and it's something we have to learn from. It's something we really already know. It's just something that we have to fix and ultimately control the things we can in the end when we're out there on the field. All right, first and foremost, there's just nothing not to love about him, and we'll talk about Jalen Hurts in a moment. But let's start with the call at the end of the game, Marcus. Again, you're a defensive lineman, and you're running at full speed, and the quarterback – this does not happen often, no. right? I mean, a quarterback just takes a knee in the pocket. Somehow he's supposed to anticipate that and not touch him at all because he's clearly trying to slide to a stop on his knees and makes contact. Taylor Heineke flops, and the next thing you know, the ball game is over. Marcus, are we okay with the game ending on that play? <laughs> I'm okay with the call, and I'm okay with the game ending. Gee, I got the knees of an 85-year-old person, okay, <laughs> that played football. And I could have got out of the way of Taylor Heineke. Brandon Graham took three steps. He actually stuck his foot in the ground and turned the corner to hit him. I know a lot of people going to be mad. I get mad when I see these things. I don't like it. Don't think that because I'm saying it's the right call that I like it. But we got to stop going back and forth with these type of situations. They are going to get called. This is what Brandon Graham Graham, the line coach is telling him, this is what Nick Sirianni is telling him, and this is what the league office is going to tell him. Should we change it? I don't know. Maybe. But in that particular moment, you call that call because that is going to be consistently called for the rest of the year. It's the right call. What? Go ahead. And I know no, 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 like wait it. a minute. Now, are we good I with mean, that? It's, I'm not. It's, it's, it's I'm not so, good with it either. It's okay if Brandon Graham thinks that. It's okay if Nick tells him that. It's okay if the league office tells him that. Just because it's something that's there and is in the rule book don't mean I have to accept it. There are lots of things that are unfair in society, and I do not have to I do not have to support them and promote it. This is one of them. Taylor Heineke, well, good job. You tripped him. You took a charge. You Vladi Divoxed that thing, and it worked. I don't have to celebrate it. I don't like when guys in basketball flop, it ruins the game. I don't like what Taylor Heineke does it. It he, ruins the game. He's taking a knee in I the know, pocket. I, I get it, and we all would love to see Jalen Hurts with the ball to see if he wins, they but we have the him. answers to the test, which is if you breathe on the quarterback, they're going to throw Bloody. the flag, and Brandon Graham's too smart and too much of a veteran not to avoid that play. Danny, yeah, he's right. I mean, you got to play the game by rules. Like, our, our, our guy dropped the ball on fourth down. We should get a fifth down. No, like, you got to play the game by rules. This is a rule. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. If you don't like the rule, then maybe they 
should change it, but they haven't changed it. They want to protect the quarterback. They're not going Marcus to. Marcus Spears, my distinguished colleague from the state of Louisiana, is absolutely correct. <laughs> the player turns the corner, takes three full steps, and still hits the quarterback. You're, I don't care how hard so you hit him. Don't hit him. You're wrong about everything because Marcus lives in Virginia now. <laughs> Where's he from? <laughs> he is but, from. And you're wrong from about this. I'm from Louisiana. Thank you. You're right, Roz. I'm and from Louisiana. So. I'm from Louisiana. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but we all agree with distinguished. Okay. Now let's get to business because we've been through this uh, game a little bit earlier. I hate the call. That's not going to change. I love Jalen Hurts. And sometimes a player's team loses a game and you emerge thinking he played well enough to win. Like everything that happened last night that caused the Eagles to lose had nothing whatsoever to do with their quarterback. I actually emerged more impressed with him last night as opposed to less, despite the fact that it was the Can first game they lost. Can you imagine what we'd be saying about Jalen Hurts if we didn't have all this baggage uh, about him from last year and about him switching colleges and about all that stuff? Because the way that he's playing is incredible. The accuracy on those deep balls, yeah. his ability to beat man coverage, outstanding. His ability to eat up this cover forward the same way he did last time he was on Monday night, outstanding. They try to switch it up and zero blitz him. He finds the answer there. He's doing everything right. They have a chance to go down and score. He hits the guy. He hits Goddard. They get a fumble, and he gets back. Then he hits Watkins, and he fumbles, and he, and he never gets a chance to go back out there. I don't think Jalen Hurts would have been stopped had he been given another opportunity. And then the leadership in the postgame press conference. Was I crazy. agree with all that and add to it. When you look at him, he has an NFL running back body from the waist down. He is hard to tackle. He's incredibly strong. So when you talk about a quarterback in 2022, he checks every box. You know what I want to ask you about, because you're a person who made your living evaluating these guys coming into the draft, and I think the one question, or anytime I ever question how good Jalen Hurts is, I admit it, it is exclusively because coming out of college, I didn't think he was going to be this good. I didn't think he had it in him right. he wasn't. to become this good. Right. Not, not only wasn't he this good, yeah. I didn't think he had it in right. the ability to become this good. Have you ever seen a... Tr- how would you describe the transformation that we have seen from what Jalen Hurts was as a prospect to what he is here as a finished product, which is a candidate for MVP of the yeah, whole league? It's historic, but there's a great axiom that applies here. The tape sets the floor and character sets the ceiling. Yeah. This guy has impeccable character. You guys mentioned it. His dad was a coach. He had to work on his accuracy. He lost a job to Tua at Alabama, went to Oklahoma. That was the only question mark on his resume. He's worked his tail off. He's getting great coaching, I mean, and the rest is history. That's the thing. Something happens to him. He loses his job to Tua, right? He throws an interception. It's not about why did this happen to me. It's about what can I do? Yeah. What can I do to make sure it doesn't happen again? He, he's about growth and improvement. He wasn't this good when he came out of college, yeah. but he has the stuff inside of him to be great, and I think mm-hmm. that's what's really come to the forefront with this player over the last... I don't think he is a finished product. That's I think he'll continue to work to get better because I think that's who he yeah. is. Fair enough, but what, what I'm right now, what he is, is more than good enough. You know, yeah. He's not developing. He has developed. Now, it's just a question of how great he can I tend, become. I tend not to believe in the idea of bust, particularly in the first round. Those guys have a lot of talent. Normally, why a, t- a player fails, particularly at the quarterback position, is because the GMs hasn't built enough around him, and, and that's the problem. In this situation, he has the talent, and they built around him. You notice that all the great quarterbacks in the league started out in good situations and yeah. gave him time to learn and develop. Jalen Hurts is in that same situation. You know what's really yeah. scary? Yeah. If the season ended right now, they'd have the fourth pick in the draft because it's the yeah. Saints pick from the trade they made last year. So they can continue to build around him. Good the general management. Awfully bright. Go ahead, Marcus. Give me something on Jalen Hurts. And no one knows the SEC better than you do, so obviously. Yeah. I mean, there was a moment in time where it genuinely looked like your old coach Nick Saban was afraid to let Jalen throw the ball in a big spot. Now all of a sudden he's tearing up the National Football League. How did that happen? 
I love the point that Mike T made about character because the one thing you could never say about Jalen Hurts is his response to adversity. And a lot of people forget about the year he went to Oklahoma and set college on fire, Mm -hmm. Uh, learning under Lincoln Riley as well. Lost his job to Tua in the national championship Mm -hmm. and came back and celebrated and was happy. And, And the following year, I think he needed to replace Tua and was able to respond in that way. Here's the thing about Jalen, though. This is the one knock on him that was coming out of uh, school. He was almost too careful with the football. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't take those chances downfield. And now you see that maturation because of the work that he's put in. He throws with anticipation now. He puts the ball in the spots where it needs to be put. Y'all, that throw to Forrest made a great play, okay? That was a great interception. But that throw to A.J. Brown, Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts four years ago don't make that throw because he worried about an interception. He makes that throw now because of the confidence of the work that he's put in. And then there is nobody, okay? There is no one, and I mean no one, in this league as far as young quarterbacks that you want leading the other 10 on the football field. Mm -hmm. From his mentality, his psyche, and the best trait about him, when we talked about him at Alabama, when we talked to coaches about him at Alabama, and you see it now in Philly, and I think it's a trait that you have to have to be a successful quarterback in the NFL, Jalen Hurts does not blink. It don't matter what situation it is. It don't matter what part of the game it is, what type of adversity. He will not blink. He will keep command. He will ingratiate himself with the guys that's around him, and he will allow them to be a part of everything successful about this football team. That's why you're seeing a tremendous amount of success outside of the necessary football work that he put in just to become a better quarterback. Like Donovan McNabb said on the piece on Monday uh, night countdown last Last night. Jalen Hurts is a grown man. That's really what he is. That sums it up. As young as he is. What a great point. The confidence he has comes from the work he's put in. That's authenticity of confidence, right? Like that, and that helps you be a leader Mm -hmm. and everything else he needs to be. So a little later in this hour, we'll answer the question: Do the Eagles still control everything in the NFC as they fall from the ranks of the unbeaten? Meanwhile, there's a lot of other things we're going to talk about as we roll along. No one needed to win this week more than that guy did, so he got one. Now what? Will he and the Packers go on a run and get back in the playoff picture? Plus, did you hear what Stephen A. said about? Dak Prescott yesterday. You don't want to miss this as we roll on. It's Get Up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. We're back on Get Up. The game is called Run or Done. All right, Tannenbaum, the Buffalo Bills, in their pursuit of the division, are they going to make a run, or is that all done? Despite the recklessness of Josh Allen, they're going to make a run for this division because they have Josh Allen. If we could just clean it up just a little bit there, Josh, we could go win a championship. But they are absolutely running. You can see our analytics still favor them significantly to win the division in which they're currently third. Swagoo, the 49ers, the NFC West, they going to make a run for the division or are they done? They gonna make a run, G. They do it every damn year. They're getting healthier, getting their guys back. Jimmy Garoppolo made some plays against the Los Angeles Chargers as well. If they get that, they might run all the way to the Super Bowl. But the 49ers will make a run like we've seen them do every single year, feel like since I've been working here. I agree with that one too. Dominique, the Packers, after that big win, will they make a run for the playoffs or is that all done? Ah, uh, that's all done. Maybe they make a run next year. I like what they're doing, the like fortitude and the the uh confidence that they showed to be able to come back with down 14 in the fourth quarter is something to build on, but they've dug themselves too big a hole, I think, to make it make a run this season. Well, here's one of the problems they have. They have the fifth toughest remaining schedule in the league based on their opponent's winning percentage, and it starts immediately. Remember, they turn around and play Thursday against a good Tennessee team. Then they go play at the Eagles, and, you know, Philly will be mad at their loss and whatever else it is. Bears doesn't look like such an easy game anymore. Vikings sitting back there. If that game is important. So, Marcus, the same to you. I mean, we've analyzed this team so much because they've been so good for so yeah. long and they have the legendary quarterback and yet it looked uh, this past weekend like they found the formula and that was don't let the legendary quarterback throw the ball. 20 passes. Is that the formula for Green Bay going forward? I believe that's the best formula for them going forward right now. Um, I don't think that formula is going to lead them to being able to get into the playoffs or a championship this particular season. Look, y'all, we can make this as much as we want to make it. Aaron Rodgers is going to be explosive at some point, and it's probably not going to happen until late this season and next year. And to Foxy's point, I think the hole has just been dug too much. And then it's about what other teams do as well against them from an offensive standpoint to eliminate them being able to be on the field as much and then in turn needing to make those explosive plays. I love what he found with Christian Watson. I love the confidence that he had continued to have. Aaron Rodgers continued to have with Christian Watson after two drops early in this game. So, yeah, the Green Bay Packers are figuring things out, but ultimately, I think the hole has been dug too deep, and I think other teams are going to make them play a little bit differently than they had to play against the Cowboys, which in turn will cost them. You know, it's fascinating. You made the uh, remarked about it earlier today. At the end of 
that game. Rodgers is yelling at Matt LaFleur, why aren't we running the ball in a given situation? It does lead one to wonder that offense that made LaFleur, you know, sort of the talk of the entire league all these last few years, it looks like that maybe we've been wondering where's the sort of head-to-head going on between Rodgers and LaFleur. Maybe we have found it. Maybe the key all along has been to go to under center, run the ball, and go to play action. Well, except I think it's opponent-specific. They felt like they had something against the Cowboys on Sunday. They were yeah. right. So let's run it because we can run it. The key thing for the Packers is developing more than one way to attack a defense. Yeah. And if Christian Watson can give them a down-the-field speed element, which he was drafted to do, and, and look, he's been in and out of the lineup, in and out of practice. He's had injury issues all year. Uh, if he's healthy and can be consistent, still had a couple drops in this game. Yeah. If he's healthy and can be consistent, he can – he can open up some other things that they haven't been able to do on offense. This, this year. whole notion, though, of them running the ball is hand and glove to play action. Aaron Rodgers was 9 of 11 for 148 yards and two touchdowns off of play action. So running the ball does two things. It slows down the pass rush, but it gives them a chance to make explosive plays to a developing player like Christian Watson. And look, there's two pieces of trying to get in a playoff hunt. One of them is winning games, and we're sitting here telling you we're not that confident they can even do that. Then they also are going to need people to lose. The Giants are 7-2. and two. The Cowboys are 6-3. and three. Washington is ahead of them at 5-5 five and five, and someone coming from the NFC West yeah. right now, whether you think that's going to be Seattle or San Francisco. So they're going to need to pass two of those teams to get in as a wild yeah, card. It's, it's too little too late. Hopefully that they found something that they can build on going going forward. I think we saw that it was 13% based on the FBI. Yeah. Um, so I think it's pretty unlikely it'd be a heroic, impressive story. But I do want to continue to harp on the fact that they have some version of mental toughness there that I didn't think that they had, that I didn't know yeah. that they had. To be down 14 nothing after a series of really bad losses, to be down 14 nothing and find it in yourself to win that game, it says something about the guys in that building. And does it say, Marcus, something about the much-questioned leadership of Aaron Rodgers, that it's a season that has felt like it's gotten away, and he has said literally everything a person can say about it. And on Sunday, they continued to fight when it might have been pretty easy to give up. Yeah, let me see your actions, and Aaron Rodgers' actions and the rest of this team actions showed that they still care about the season. I agree with Foxy when it comes to that. And two, man, like this is a hard league, dude. It's hard to win games. And for you to just chalk it up, it gets even worse as opposed to trying to stay in contention or at least do as much as you can to try to have some success down the stretch. But this is a good sign and a good thing for Aaron Rodgers, the way this team responded, the way they played offensively. And and look, for as much as I criticize and critique him, for this team to do what they did 14 down in the fourth quarter, that has a lot to do with your quarterback and the type of message that's getting across in that particular situation. Boy, is it a week-to-week league? I mean, how much yes. do things change based on one week? All right, so this yeah. weekend is now over after last night. So let's look back on it with a game of awesome, awful, and awkward. Swagoo, give me the most awesome thing you saw in Week 10. Oh, my God. Did y'all see Justin Jefferson? Cousins ain't know where the hell he threw this football. But this catch right here, two of the greatest catches I've ever seen in the NFL come from two LSU guys. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham Jr., obviously, and this one by Justin Jefferson, which was un. Unbelievable. Y'all, this was fourth down. This game may be over if you don't make this play. And for 18, Jettas, to make this play, most awesome thing I saw this week. I'm with you. Dominique, give me something awful. Oh, it was my man, Lenny <laughs> Fournette. Uh, 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 bad, bad quarterback play. 
bad receiver play. It was just sad, embarrassing. Just all, they shipped that all the way over to Germany and made yeah. them look at that particular play. The rest of the game was fun, but that was great. Tom Brady got called for a trip on that play, by yes. the way. Uh, Tannenbaum, give me something awkward for Week 10. Well, we have a height-deficient quarterback in Baker Mayfield oh, who's trying to headbutt people oh. without his helmet. And you know what you get for doing that? You get a starting job in the NFL. Baker Mayfield will be starting. What is going on here? I saw this. What, 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 he's headbutting people without a helmet on. You see, like uh, part of the reason why I'm here is because I'm a former player and I'm supposed to be able to get into the minds and tell you what mm -hmm. former players are thinking or what current players are thinking. Yeah. I have no bleeping clue what he's thinking, why he's headbutting people. I, 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 he's getting them pumped up. I don't know. Marcus, That's say something reason. funny. That's another part of it. It, 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 is, it, is due, it is due too much Baker Mayfield. That's all this <laughs> here. We didn't watch this for years. It's due too much Baker Mayfield. Now he's going to have a damn concussion and they're going to have to play Sam Darnold. I mean, headbutting people who are wearing helmets without one is not a good idea. As we continue, 10 weeks are behind us. The Eagles have lost. So who does Dominique think is the best team in the NFL? His power rankings are next. Don't miss them. Get up on ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good old-fashioned NFC East battle here tonight. Getting set for the Commanders and Eagles. Touchdown, Philadelphia. Aired out. Intercepted. What a first half by the Commanders. But this is the first time they are trailing now in the second half of the season. Caught Smith. Touchdown. Well, this one is shot. Ball comes out. Commanders trying to close this out, and one first down will do just that. Now a flag, wow. and that's going to, in essence, end the game. Lost number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. Good one on Monday Night Football last night. The Eagles fall from the ranks of the unbeaten, and so that adds a little intrigue to Dominique Foxworth's power rankings today. Does he still have them number one? Who are the top five teams in the NFL? We'll start at five with the Baltimore Ravens. I think their offense is dealing with injuries, but it seems like that's always the case. But whenever you have Lamar Jackson, that offense still feels unlimited. The defense is improving. They instituted a new scheme this year, and they've been getting better as the year uh, has gone along. So I think the Ravens are well-positioned right now in the top five. Number four, I feel like this team has a chance. I could argue for them to be higher, but it's the Dolphins. 
Tua is the best quarterback in football for the last several weeks. They don't lose when he's playing. That's not hyperbole. That's facts. Mm -hmm. Their defense, their secondary, hopefully is going to get healthy soon enough, which will make them better. They've had some good games on defense. They've been up and down, inconsistent. If they can flatten out that defense and be more consistent, even if it's not great, I think this is a Super Bowl contender. And now we got to give some credit to the team that no one wants to give credit to, the Vikings. They had a big win this week. There's lots of reasons why you could argue that they did not deserve that win. Lots of fluky things happened, but they got that man, Justin Jefferson. His great performance overshadowed Dalvin Cook, who mm -hmm. also was incredible in that game. So it doesn't matter what time of day it is. And <laughs> if you got a quarterback back there that can get it near 18, you always got a chance. And on defense, they got two really good pass rushers. They have some question marks elsewhere. Patterson's playing really well on defense. Number two. Still the Eagles. Oh, still the Eagles for me. I know they lost last night, but what it felt like to me was some fluky occurrences that will not continue to happen. I still love this team, and Jalen Hurts, I left that game with more confidence in him than I had before. The fumbles, the turnovers, the missed calls, the penalties at the end were all things that happened, and they lost, and that's why they're not number one. But I still think that they are better than the rest of the teams in the NFC and the rest of the teams in football, with the exception of one team and one man, and you know who it is. It's Patrick Mahomes. Number one, the Chiefs, they're outstanding. What they're doing right now with Kadarius Toney, with McCole Harmon out, adding another weapon to that offense is terrifying. We can trust them. We know where they're going to be, and we know that Patrick Mahomes can give you the wild plays without the turnovers. Not very many quarterbacks can do that. See, when you said that, you said it like, oh, I'm leaving the Eagles at number two. My woe was the Eagles, I think many people would argue, should have been number one before this and should be, or at least could remain number one. That was the first thing that jumped out to me and the Dolphins we could quibble over a little bit let's very quickly run through these I never like people critiquing the power rankings they're <laughs> oh, your power rankings they're not mine anything you thought was egregious lots of stuff I mean look I mean, <laughs> the, the Bills might be the best team in the league and they've played themselves out of the top five don't get me wrong they don't belong they're there not right in now. the top five but I'm always interested to see how things change over time the Ravens have an easy schedule they'll probably move up as the year goes along and somebody said to me yesterday the Minnesota Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl and we're still going to be saying are they good <laughs> <laughs> Tannenbaum, anything? Yeah, the Bills stand out. But how about the Tennessee Titans? They were the yeah. number one seed yeah. last year. They get no credit. Swaggo? Yeah. Score 20 points every once in a while. Swaggo? I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. Uh, the Bills and Ravens would be a toss-up for me. But outside of the first four, cool. I like it. Like, oh, I, I just think, Foxy, here's the thing, bro. Here's the What's thing up? with the list, Foxy. It's yours. It's yours. <laughs> yeah. Okay? It's yours. I'm here for radical transparency. If you got problems with my list, I'm down to fight you. It's just a hard thing to have a problem with when it's perfect. Just like I, I, me. I, I will also say, obviously, absence makes the heart grow fonder. The New York Jets clearly should have been somewhere in that top <laughs> five. Seven two Meanwhile, points. Another team that fell out of the top five would be the Dallas Cowboys. They're six and three, and their quarterback had a bit of a rough day at Lambeau Field, throwing a pair of interceptions at what turned out to be an overtime loss. Just how bad was it? Well, yesterday on first take, Stephen A. Smith talking with our Dan Orlowski had this to say about Dak. One could easily argue that when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, Dak, Pre Dak Prescott is the weak link. What we have been lamenting is whether or not Dak Prescott can be that dude when it really, really counts because we're still waiting after all of these years. You just brought up Cooper Rush. Right. All right, and how his QBR is 10 points higher in the same amount of games. That's an indictment when you're a star quarterback yeah. who's got paid $95 million over the last two years. 
So, as Dominic pointed out earlier, uh, Stephen, they're going to the one could argue. <laughs> Not a, lot of, a lot of people saying. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus, Somebody. are you one who would argue that Dak Prescott is the weak link in Dallas right now? Gee, it is the it is so ridiculous <laughs> to, to say that. After, especially after what we just watched. Like, did we watch the game? I, I just, I, did we actually watch the game? How could you come out of that saying Dak Prescott is the weakest link? Y'all, I know Dak threw two interceptions. You know, he also threw three touchdowns in that mm-hmm. game against mm-hmm. Green Bay. Dude, that, that, that's not mentioned. The other thing is this, and this is why sometimes I want to put hands on Dan Orlovsky. All right? <laughs> oh. He brought up Cooper Rush QBR. That would be 15 Gee, guess yards. what? G, guess what? If I shot 100 free throws and you shot 10 and hit nine of them, you'd be at 90%. The probability of your numbers being better would be astronomical when it comes to percentages. Are we kidding? Are we? Did we bring up Cooper Rush against Dak Prescott in this situation? It is so bad. It is. I'm gonna tell you. It's almost like uh, we need to find a reason to get on Dak. We Mm -hmm. need to find something to say about how Dak Prescott is playing. Bro, I'm, 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 it's just crazy. 207 yards given up on the ground. Christian Watson wide ass open all game. The defense can't stop nobody from running the football. And we say Dak is the weakest link when Dak Prescott arguably is the reason outside of Tony Pollard and, and their ability to run the football why Dallas had a lead in the game. Now, look, here, okay. here's the thing. I, I hear what you're saying. Let, let's, let's dive into what is actually happening here. When you are the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. everything is exaggerated. Sure. So, when you play well, people maybe overstate how good you are. Yep. And when you play badly, people will say, he's actually not as good as Cooper Rush. And that's what, <laughs> it's obviously, in both cases, that would be an overreaction. So, But here is the question. Because I was one of those who said when he comes back, Mm -hmm. the Cowboys become a Super Bowl contender because the team is that good and he's that good. That really is the question. Just how good, when you take all the other stuff away, is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys? He's good enough to win a championship. Like That argument that you were making was based on the premise that that defense was still going to be lights out. Like, yes, this offense, if they can score 28 points and their defense can play like they were playing uh, previously, then, yes, they are a Super Bowl contender. If you expect Dak Prescott to be Patrick Mahomes, then you're going to be disappointed. But he's better than most quarterbacks in the league. He has the capability to lead game-winning drives in playoff games. He's done it before. He has all the things that you will want in in a quarterback in this league to make a deep run. The problem is he's the quarterback of the Cowboys. And who are we arguing with? I want Stephen A. to find that one. The the one who can argue this. Get that one here because I want to talk to that one. You know who he is. He's Dan Orlovsky. (laughs) And and as Mike Tannenbaum jokingly said, and it was a hilarious line if it wasn't audible on TV, when Marcus said he wanted to put hands on Dan Orlovsky, Mike T said, well, that would be a 15-yard penalty, Mm -hmm. which is extremely funny. (laughs) But anyway, Mike T, if you're the general manager in Dallas, and, and again, that's a unique circumstance because the general manager is I would also be the, buying art for five million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> He's also the owner. But all kidding aside, would you be having a conversation with the offensive coordinator and saying, listen, 
I know you get tempted because you got this guy, but when we had Cooper Rush and we were handing the ball off all the time because we didn't have any other choice, it was working. And in this game, it was working too. But you get, you, you see the, 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 the potential because Dak can be so good and you get tempted to do things that really are not playing into our strength. Absolutely, Greeny. And the axiom of you pass the score and you run to win. They were up 14 points in the fourth quarter and they right. ran the ball six times. That is not good enough. I am with Nick. Dak Prescott is more than good enough to win a championship. And I, Tony Pollard right now, though, is your best football player. And when you have the ball in the lead in the fourth quarter and you're running the ball the way you have, keep running the ball. So if Jerry Jones isn't buying art, he should be talking to Kellen Moore today. By the way, we have another voice to be heard in this conversation. And it's Tad Prescott, Dak's brother. Yes, Wagner. You got a friend in Tad. Talk that talk, Marcus Spears. How about that, Tad? He likes what you're saying. Tad, my guy, we don't agree on everything. We we have our back and forth. I love, dude. But the reality is, in this situation, Tad, I'm going to talk that talk because it's the truth, bro. Yesterday yeah. was a bunch of blasphemy. Today is a bunch of truth about the <laughs> real situation with the Cowboys against the Green Bay Packers. Final word from Dan Graziano. Yeah, Go. Not every game, not every loss is an indictment, right? Yeah. They ran the ball six times in the fourth quarter. They only ran 14 plays in the fourth quarter. Defense couldn't get off the field. Right. Unless Dak Prescott was playing defensive tackle, he was not the Cowboys' <laughs> problem. Sometimes you, you lose. Yeah. And happens. they were playing yeah. on the road against a desperate team with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I think it was just a bad night for the Cowboys, and I think Dak Prescott will be just fine. By the way, their two highest point totals of the year last two games, so it's not as if it's a broken offense. No, I, I don't back off what I said before, and the Eagles losing actually kind of keeps the division alive for them as well. In the meantime, when November started two weeks ago, we were asking if Tom Brady was in danger of missing the playoffs. 14 days later, I want to know if they're about to make a Super Bowl run. We'll answer that question after we see if uh, Graziano can answer this one. So, We've seen a couple 60-yard touchdown runs from Justin Fields the last couple of weeks. The question is, who has the most 60-yard rushing touchdowns in NFL history? I like the question. The answer's next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Back on Get Up, where our good calls are brought to you by Subway. And here's the question. Was this a good call at the end of Monday Night Football? Watch. They're going to throw on third down and seven. Instead, Heineke wisely. And now a flag. And that's going to, in essence, end the game. A flag on that hit as Heineke had taken a knee. And they slam Heineke down. And that's when the flag came out. This one is a signature win for Heineke. So there you have it. That was the question of uh, the call that ended the game last night. It's like leaning in to get hit by a pitch with the bases loaded. Exactly what he did. Took one for the team last (laughs) night. Uh, Heineke did. All right, here we go. So now we got Hembo versus Graziano. So we saw Justin Fields with a couple of 60-yard touchdown runs the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. The question is, which NFL player has the most 60-yard rushing touchdowns of all time? There's a lot going on here, just so the viewers know. There was a question. Greeny didn't like the question. He had Hembo change the question. I got that question right. He did. But so, it was a bad I question. I got going to standing. I did well, like everybody it. Know. This is a fun question. It's more fun than that you were It's correct. a better question. It's a better question. It was, a, it was a good change. Yes. A lot of fun guesses flying around. Somebody said Jamal Charles. Somebody said Barry Sanders. It's a good question because there's a lot of potential guesses. The answer is Emmett Smith, but it's a good question. 
The answer is not Emmett oh, Smith. It's not. How is it's it not, not Emmett Smith? It's Adrian Peterson. Where is Emmett? By a long margin. Emmett's not even close. Where is he? I don't know, but his name is not even on the list that Hembo gives me. Jim Brown, Derrick Henry, Chris Johnson, Barry Sanders. No Emmett Smith. So there Did you Emmett go. Catch like catch 60-yard touchdowns? So, so just, just to make Hembo mad, because I live for that. Where is Emmett Smith? I kind of want to give Graziano credit no for the dunk. one he got right. But one way or another, no. we cannot dunk on Hembo today. Oh, man. Score that one for Paul. That one. Uh, and so we put the score up on the board here. 31-24. He doesn't have to go for the two anymore, so we will see. Okay, next up, a man who has never run for a 60-yard anything is Tom Brady. Uh, he and the Bucks extended their winning streak to two games, beating the Seahawks in Munich over the weekend. Brady and the Bucks moved to 5-5. Five and five. They are alone in first place in the somewhat dreadful NFC South. And, and I, I wonder if over the last two weeks, here's the question I want to ask you, Dominique Foxworth. Oh, two weeks ago, the question was, well, the division is so bad, can they still find some way to win that and sneak in? Now, after a couple of wins, defense looks a little better. Offense has some moments. Brady seems happier. Are we all of a sudden talking about a team that we could see after their bye, which they have right now, putting together something special the second half of this season? No. I mean, I don't think so. I, I, I have to take to, into account that the things that we've seen up until this point are real. Like, one game in Germany feels like that's more likely the aberration than the rest of the games that they played all season. They haven't been good. They haven't been consistent. My guess is they'll probably go back to not being good and not being consistent. The problem is... Tom Brady's over there, and they're going to make the playoffs because their division is garbage. And we're going to be like, you know the team that no one wants to play? And then they're going to rip off a bunch of wins, and he's going to win another Super Bowl. And then I'm going to be in his next movie saying that he couldn't do it. <laughs> but it's exactly, fine. That's exactly right. I'm not sure whose voice you were doing there, one way or the other. Marcus, same question to you. Is, does Brady have one little bit of magic left in him here that he can pull out of the hat here the last couple of months of this season? I think he got some juice left, man. I really do. And the problem, the thing that I enjoyed more about the Buccaneers was their ability to stop the run. I think their defense got back to identity more than the offense. It's only 21 points. Let's stop acting like they scored 40, okay? But on the other side of the football, which is the unit that actually led them to a championship, when we start talking about them having an opportunity in this division, it's that defense. And they got back to it. They shut the run game down. And I don't know if people have been paying attention, but Seattle had been playing well and running the football at a very high level. Devin White making play. You saw some of the old things about this defense that you liked and reminded you of the team and what they actually could be. If they can keep doing that, then they'll have a chance. Brady now has the best record of any quarterback in history in Germany. That's How great. about it? Uh, the, the Bucks they making a run. Absolutely, and here's why. Tom Brady is number one in the NFL on play action. His QBR is 84. It's 50 without play action. If they can run the ball the way they did in Germany, they have a chance to make a real run this year. And how about Scotty Miller just jumping for joy? Every time they throw a ball in his direction, he's so excited that he just needs to jump for no obvious reason. Danny, thoughts on the Bucks? I'm still reeling from Emmett Smith. Yeah. Look, no, look I, I think you know the Seahawks couldn't get any pressure on Tom Brady in this game. 
Let me see that for a couple of weeks, yeah. and then maybe I'll buy in. Because he has, that's been the big problem they've faced all year, and Seattle couldn't get it done, and that gave him enough time. Yeah, two years ago, they had a buy. We didn't think that they had the potential to do much that year. They never lost again. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. All right. Some people right, are saying. Right now, <laughs> some people are saying they may be dangerous. Meantime, right now, Marcus is going to say you need new security. I know some people in this league need security. Everybody ain't getting dumped around here. This long gone mother law. He needs a new security guard. They better find somebody quick. Athleticism is a trait of being a security guard. And when you don't have none, you get your quarterback killed by a little guy. Like when the big dude run up on one of the little dudes and then you find out he a damn MMA fighter and you get beat to sleep. You need new security. That open makes us laugh every single time. All right, Swagoo, which quarterbacks needed new security this week? Gee, this is a special one this week because I got two of my guys on here. But first and foremost, we're going to go to my man Geno Smith need new security from oh, Devin White. Mm, 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 Devin oh. White is back. And Devin White heard all this noise about Geno in the MVP conversation. Do y'all see what Geno Smith is doing? Devin White said, nope, don't give a damn what Geno Smith doing. I'm going to go sack him. I'm going to stop this run, as Tampa Bay said, and I'm going to get back there and get seven on the ground. He actually hit him again and forced the fumble. Ride the horse. Ride the horse, Devin White. Next, I'm going LSU. My man Harold Perkins. If you don't know about number 40 yet, you better get real acquainted. He had four sacks in this game. Four. Yeah. The LSU Tigers are going to Atlanta for a SEC championship game. Harold Perkins put it on his back. He had four sacks again. I don't even know the damn name of this quarterback from Arkansas, but he needed new security. And last but not least, Aiden Hutchinson. And I know we've been talking about Justin Fields and what Justin Fields been doing. Aiden Hutchinson been playing well, y'all. He's been that guy that you draft high to change some of the things about what you do defensively. Look at him getting in the backfield, making plays, hunting down the line. I'm excited to see him play. I'm excited to see where his future turns over. Hey, Montgomery. You need a new security. Tell somebody to block up there. <laughs> Nick, how about him flying through the air with the yeah. greatest of ease That's there with incredible. Hutchinson? incredible. He's a special athlete, but still, he's Justin special. Fields is the best athlete on the field. <laughs> but look, 100%. I mean, he's 100%. just some move. He's like shotgunning himself or shot putting himself. Go ahead. That's is a that 15 play. yards? Yeah, <laughs> In the NFL, that's a penalty. Oh, yeah. this is the NFL. What am I talking about? Uh, Harold Perkins, by the way, oh, if, 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 right, right this minute, Mike T., if he was in this year's draft, where would he go? Top 10 pick. He could rush the passer. Man, the kid's a freshman. He won't be allowed to go to the NFL for a long time. He be a great eagle. He is. Just look at him go. That kid is special. The number one trending topic on Twitter while this game is going on. Four sacks for a true freshman at LSU. We got good basketball coming your way this week. Wednesday night, we got a doubleheader. We got Atlanta with Trey Young and the Hawks hosting Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the Celtics at 7.30 Eastern. Then we got Steph and the Warriors taking on Devin Booker and the Suns. Coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7 on ESPN and the ESPN app. Coming up, despite their first loss of the seeds and the Eagles still sitting atop the NFC East, is the division theirs to lose? Stephen A., Keyshawn, and Molly debating that and more. First take, top of the hour, here on ESPN.
All right, we got college basketball coming your way tonight. We got Kentucky, Michigan State. Then after that game, we have the exclusive reveal of the college football rankings. And then we got Duke and Kansas. So an extraordinarily good night tonight on ESPN. Quickly before we run, Jerry Jones doing his weekly radio interview, responding to Stephen A. Smith saying, the strength in our chances to win a championship is that. Does that mean he's going to win every game or make every comeback? Of course not. If you were constructing the possibility of competing for a Super Bowl, I would start right there with Dak. Interesting, because Marcus, earlier we were saying that Dak is clearly not the weak link. All of us agree on that. Is he the strength? If they win the championship this year, will it be because of their quarterback? It'll have to be because of their quarterback, because we know what this comes down to. It, a majority of it won't be. They'll be able to use system and the way they do things to get there. But at the point when you got to make elite-level plays, usually what we've seen in this league, it's about your quarterback making some throws, making some big-time drives in order for you to win a championship. Yeah, they're going to need to play really well on defense, but Marcus is right. Uh, Dak is going to have to make some big plays. He's shown that he's capable of doing it. There's no reason why this can't be the year for them to do it. No, they have to be like the 86 and 90 Giants. They have to be led by Micah Parsons. He's their best player. I don't know. Yeah, I think Dak can do it. I just wonder because I think last week Jerry said Zeke was the key. So I'm interested to hear what he says next week. I'll no, say this. Every, if, every damn week. For us. If they do every need week. help at quarterback, I know someone who can throw. Uh, at minimum, throw it. <laughs> I'm ready, Jerry. Give me a call if you need it. I can do it two-handed if you need it. G, you'll get lit up. Devin